0: And and I want to be really careful in how I talk about this because people tend to take it the long way, the wrong way. Oh, you're lazy. You don't like to do hard things. You know, you you don't you can't do challenging things. No, that's not it at all. In fact, I think we've probably accomplished more than most agencies ever dream about accomplishing. So no, we're not scared of hard work. We're not scared of doing very difficult things. But what what we were determined and set out to do was to understand that there's no reason to um, put off enjoying this moment and we wanted to create a very unique and special work environment where we could do hard things we could work and solve problems we could make money and become financially you know rich but not at the cost of delaying enjoying being at home.
1: And I lost you. I think it pulled the cord again.
0: Bad design on the Blue Yeti.
1: Yeah. It wasn't
0: pulled the cord. It's the, it's the, the mute, mute button, is. button is right where you want to grab to move the mic. I, and it's so sensitive. You just brush it and yeah. it mutes.
1: Yeah. So I know you said you have an older one. I have yeah. one. Now, is it a raised button? Yeah. Okay, yeah, the one I have is, is is raised, but you have to like like really push it. So I'm wondering if the one I have is kind of like a design correction for that exact reason that you're running into.
0: I, I'm pulling up Amazon, and I it probably make me. I, let me see how good their search functionality is. I'm going to search my order history, and there it is. Oh, it's not as old as I thought. I bought it on March fifteenth, two thousand and eleven. Okay. It's been, you know, what is that, twenty eleven years? Uh, eleven years old. So, yeah. Yeah. It's got, uh, it's got a raised button on it that, um, it's not one of those. Is it tactile buttons that you have to really click? Yeah. It's like you brush it and it's it, mm-hmm. it triggers. So
1: now mine is the former there. Like you really have to push it. And okay. actually, one of the things is is with the mute button, because it goes in the the other direction as far as sensitivity.
0: Mm-hmm. Like
1: you actually hear it. Click when you unmute.
0: Oh, it it actually,
1: the recording will actually
0: pick it up. That's how loud that one is. So, yeah, mine's nothing like that. So, I just have to remember not to grab it right there. Yeah, constantly muting myself. But we have the same uh covers. We have the same uh, what is this one called? The uh, I don't know. I got this set with this one and then like the 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 like muff one that looks like feathers. I don't know if it does any good difference, but psychologically, no, like, it makes does, me yeah. sound sound like I'm more radio-tuned. Nice, nice, <laughs> nice. Yeah. So, that is that. It's a nice day. It I'm, is. I'm uh, trying to enjoy having the window open and hear the birds and stuff before it gets 90 degrees today, so... Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, we got the AC going, but I think I'm going to head out this afternoon and work from the patio because normally Wednesdays are like my my meeting days. But Mm -hmm. just with a bunch of things happening this week, pretty much most of them got canceled. Mm. Um, So I've got a free afternoon. Uh, So I think, yeah, I'm going to go outside for for a little bit this afternoon and enjoy the nice weather. It's humid, but not overly hot.
0: Humid's okay as long as you don't get into the high 80s, low 90s, yeah. then it becomes unbearable, I think. Mm-hmm. Although, I don't know. Like here, 30, 30, 35% humidity is high. So I, I don't really know what high humidity is.
1: Yeah. Um, so Suzanne made some some uh, some friends at the library. She was at like story time and met mm. this mom who's like new to the area by like a year or so. And she texted <laughs> her recently, like, "How do you folks survive the humidity here?" Because <laughs> I, I, I think I think they were from they were like from Utah or Colorado, um, so they're not used to this kind of humidity. And Suzanne's like, "Days like this, neck deep in water."
0: Yep. I, I don't know that I'd be able to, uh, deal. I would, I would, be, I would stay inside or at the swimming pool. Yeah. or at yeah. the shore.
1: Well, I mean, that, that's the thing is, is, you know, as long as you got a nice little sea breeze going, yeah. it's not, not as bad. Yeah. Um, you, but th- that brings me to, to our topic today. Mm. Um, so to, to intro our topic, um, last week, um, Elon Musk set out a memo to employees of Tesla and forbidding remote work and even setting the expectation of being in the office for, for 40 hours a week, minimum, minimum, minimum yeah. that's the key word, minimum <laughs> 40
0: hours a week. And that.
1: that's a whole other
0: podcast episode, by the yes.
1: way. Yeah. Um, so i I saw that you know I was reading it, and then his, his reasoning for it is you know um the kind of products that they're trying to build you know need require everyone to be in in a central location mm-hmm. and I'll admit you you and I cover remote work often here it it's one of our topics it's it's one of the things like even our clients have come to us asking like, how do you do this? How do you work one hundred percent remote like what benefits have you seen from it to how do you do it? Like what are the, some of the habits you've put in place? So I don't want to get into the remote work versus office work debate again. I saw that and I'm like, I don't want to do that, but I want to talk about it and I want to actually have some fun with it. Cause come on, we're also into the summer. Like let, let, let's have some fun with yeah. you. So what I wanted to do is, is in that context of, building you know revolutionary products and building great products people want to buy where are some fun places you work from like i I won't talk about that like interesting places people are like really you could do work there um you know i want to kind of get into
0: into that topic my i think my most favorite place ever And I think we recorded a podcast episode from Is this
1: from San Diego? Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So uh, I was in San Diego for 10 days um, and got, is it Marriott? Like the long stay, I think it's Marriott and they have like these long stay locations that it's, it's like condos. So, you know, kitchen full blown everything um, and stayed there. And as part of that, condo unit thing there was a clubhouse and on top of the clubhouse was this rooftop deck that every morning i'm like that's my spot (laughs) you know i'm claiming my spot up there nice like you can you could feel the the sea breeze coming in and just just amazing and so um i ended up working from there and we ended up i think recording a podcast episode i want to say with john um front from there and there was a, the the thing i remember is there was the loud uh, air conditioner unit on top that would kick on every once in a while i'm like yeah that's yeah. the ac coming on so you just have to ignore that uh, but such a a good and fun memorable experience to 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 do that um i i mean i think that probably the easiest thing to do is list out like, like locations, right? So for, for me, my, my go-to place is Southern California. So it's, you know, working from San Diego, working from Santa Monica, working from, you know, all these places along the coast. Um, I think I did a couple weeks in in Las Vegas and Mesquite, Nevada, because I was there for soccer tournaments. So I very much remember doing some work, um, and then, and then going to the soccer field and, and watching soccer games like that flexibility and not that you have to be always on work, but the ability to be connected and just go to other places and work. It's so refreshing. And, you know, I know we don't want to get into the whole debate of remote work versus not remote work, but one of the, one of the things that proponents of, no opponents of remote work say is that you can't yes. be creative remote you, you know, creativity happens in the office. But I will, I will tell you that some of my most creative moments have been because I've went to some new location and had new experiences and it created all these new insights and creativity. And, you know, those are the things that, that I remember. Um, but sometimes it's just something super simple. I, I, I think I went to an Italian deli in Salt Lake worked from their patio once and it's like you know i don't have to get on a plane or go any great distances to enjoy working in remote places you know i think that's one of the things that you and i have talked a lot about is that we don't take advantage of our autonomy and flexibility as much as we should and we think you know it's cool we can go to these remote places that are you know in other states or other countries and work but the reality is is we have that opportunity every day we don't have to be stuck in our home office you know, we can go down to the street or to another city or do something. And that can be a very meaningful and enjoyable remote work experience as well. And something that I think that, again, we kind of take for granted that we don't have that flexibility that we have that flexibility.
1: Yeah, no, totally. Cause you, you get so into the weeds and there's so many things I want to say, cause I was actually writing notes as you were talking because you, you touched on a few things I, I, I want to, to talk about with this. So I made it some notes and I'm going to, I want to come back and, unpack each of those, but to kind of keep the the initial part of the conversation going, like my go-to when people talk about like, well, where, where have you worked from? Is I've worked from Disneyland in California. Um, so for the story that people, you know, for people who haven't heard it, I flew out to, to Anaheim to run one of the Run Disney marathon events. It was uh, their half marathon. It was the fall of 2017. And so, of course, like it's not just flying out for the day to do it. Like I did three races in a row. Like I did like one of their challenge things, and then just for me getting out to California, and then like you know you have to go, you have to check in, pick up all your packet, you know, pick up your packet with all the information. So like I I was it was gone for like a week. I flew out um, on a you know I flew out like on a Wednesday and flew home the following Tuesday night. Um, so it wasn't like just a, a quick weekend away. Um, so what I did was is, is I split my time there between doing the race stuff, some fun stuff, and getting work done while I was there. So in between the two theme parks is they have this like shopping area that they call downtown Disney. And there's, there's a Starbucks there. So each day what I would do is, is, I was leave my, my hotel room. Like the first day I got there, left my hotel room, had my backpack with me. So I had my laptop, went over to the expo center, picked up my race packet information, and then went and hung out at that Starbucks right outside, you know, the gates of, of Disneyland and California adventure and got work done, you know, caught up with clients, you know, sent emails and did all of that stuff like sent, you know, kept projects moving. Um, and actually took calls from there and from the courtyard at the grand Californian hotel. And I didn't hide where I was, was at like, this is, I I think at this point, like the first two years where I was here, I, when I would work remotely, I would hide it at this point. I didn't hide it anymore. Like I was on the phone with a client and they had a major project going that we were playing a support role. We weren't the main team implementing it, um, and our key stakeholder, um, she and I had multiple calls, and and I, I I told her where I was working from, and you know, like most people think, like oh, I can't tell them because they're gonna think I'm not working, I'm not getting stuff done. No, she was like, oh, that is so cool. Like I remember standing in the courtyard and the Disneyland monorail would run overhead as as we were talking and it was it was a great great experience to to do that because and this is obviously three years before before covid before everyone was pushed to work remotely you know working remotely was seen as either like you know you're kind of doing your own thing um or you're a slacker
0: yeah
1: um like it wasn't seen as some kind of it was, it was becoming, but it wasn't yet really seen as like a mainstream way of of doing work. And I would, and I did, like I had, I got to, and honestly, I got to, got to do everything for, for lack of a better way of saying, like, I got the best of both worlds. I made sure work kept going. Um, especially like, you know, in, in some places where like you have a set number of vacation days or, or anything like that. Like I was able to keep work going, but then also experience a new location and have some fun. Yeah, you know, and and whatnot. And yeah, I took a couple of days off, and after the races, I went to the theme park for two days to do that
0: before before coming back home.
1: So two items
0: that you you make me want to follow up on. So the first one, and again, kind of getting a little bit off track of favorite places to to work, but the first one is. There is this reemergence and I think it's primarily clickbait, I don't know, but I've seen lately on LinkedIn an overwhelming number of articles of remote work is was a fad, we're finding out now that, you know, we could tough it out for 2 years during a pandemic, but we're finding out it, it completely doesn't work now and we have to go back to the office. I find it really interesting in your point of not hiding it that we hear from business gurus and leaders that it doesn't work. We have to be in the office. Have you talked to any customers that you've been open with and shared where you're working from that said, Jim, you got to get to an office so you can provide us better services? Or have the majority of them said, damn, I wish I could do that.
1: Um, I, I mean, not
0: directly,
1: but have I heard the conversation of you're not getting stuff done? Like we're, we have serious concerns about this, this initiative we're working on or these deliverables for this part of the engagement. You know, like, and we think that's because you're not working. We think that's because you're not sitting in an office and someone's looking over your shoulders and saying, get this done. And I think that, that that honestly, I think is to be able to do this, to be able to work from interesting locations to, for quote-unquote, fun locations, <laughs> there's a shit ton of trust. yeah, Trust between you and your leadership team and you and whomever is your client, whether it's an internal team, an external company, your organization is partnered with, there's got, you, you have to build up that, that trust. And, but yeah, like if I go back, I have yet wants to hear like, Hey, we're concerned because you're not in an office. And yeah, I mean, like there've been conversations where it's like, yeah, we, that, that, that's really neat that you're doing that. that that's yeah. really, really fun um, that, that you're you're able to, to do that.
0: Yeah, I think that's the overwhelming majority of the responses that I've seen from people is, again, from managers, from leadership, we hear it doesn't work, but you talk to every one of the employees and they're like, we wish we could do that. I want that. You know, so there seems to be a disconnect between what management wants and what employees want. And, and sure, I mean, there's people that, that crave being in the office and it's been hard and not that that this is perfect. There are its challenges, but most people that working are working in knowledge, in the knowledge industry, they want the autonomy and flexibility to work wherever. And, and as a side note, as you brought up trust, and then I'll get to my second topic, um was they were there was a funny a funny tweet that jen tweeted out a couple weeks ago where she's like you know in past jobs i i, I really went out of my way to hide it if i went out and did something in the afternoon but and she's like but it's so weird now because if i go out and do something fun in the afternoon my mo- my boss gets mad at me if i don't share it on what i'm doing so i thought that was yeah that was a funny observation from her so my second point is um what is your response or what do you think about, because I guarantee you, there are people listening to this episode right now that are saying, yeah, but Jim, you're at Disney world. Like you shouldn't care about work at all. Why are you even thinking about working? Yeah. What, 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 what's, what's your response?
1: That, that's actually one of the ones I wanted to follow up on because when you get into this topic, you're also going to hear the argument of it completely bur- blurs the line between work and home. Cause that's also one of the detractions with the mass move to remote work. And a lot of people now saying, I want to stay at home. It's people are, Some people are arguing that the lines have, have been blurred and that can actually happen. I'm not going to say that could never, ever happen, but the way I look at it and being out there is that spending some of my time working actually increased the amount of time I could spend there you know, working from the, you know, a location like that and doing it and trying to do it more often to me actually expands my possibilities to go do fun things yeah. or spend more time traveling or just spending time out of the office because like, and yeah, you to, to take advantage of it. I'm going to say what I've said multiple times before. You need a level of discipline yeah. because You're right. Could I easily have spent that trip working? Yes. But did I know, like I was able to spend a week away. Clients did not feel like work wasn't done. Um, The company didn't feel like work wasn't done. Uh, At least clients felt like I at least spent time touching base with them while I'm traveling. Things continued to move. And yes, I did take down time to go experience some of the things
0: there. Yeah. You, you bring up some really valuable points in that it, I I think it's breaking down this barrier that work happens between nine and five Monday through Friday. And yes, there has to be a lot of discipline there because that potentially causes a lot of bleed over to what's personal, what's work, what's a combination thereof. But this idea that I can only do work during these times, I think not only holds us back, I think it creates a lot of unnecessary stress um, on just how we live our lives in general. And while it is very important that we take down times where we literally just shut our brain off and say, I'm not going to think about work for two weeks. Um, there are lots of times where just a little bit of work. And again, because we're not measured on, did we work eight hours a day? We have this very real possibility. And I'm going to go back to my experience sitting on the rooftop deck in, in San Diego is, I could do two hours of work on on that roof, and then feel like I was able to get some important things done that I needed to get done, and then fully enjoy being in the moment and the location I was in. Not having that opportunity to do that, oftentimes, weighed very heavily on me, especially before thirty three sticks. Think about going on vacation at a previous employer. What's going through your mind while you're trying to enjoy your vacation? I wonder how many thousand emails are in my inbox and the 50 million things I got to do catch up on when I get back, right? So sometimes a quick phone call here, a quick email there, a quick, you know, log in and look at the data here can just be a few moments, but allow you to truly be present in your location that you're, you're enjoying because you can now let that go. Yeah.
1: In the past, I would have panic attacks leading up to vacation. Because it was like, do I have everything done? Is anything gonna blow up while I'm gone? What kind of fire am I going to walk back into? Like the anxiety of when vacate when I go back to work next week is is am I going to be confronted with a mess? Is is real. And what I'm talking about with this topic is not being tethered to the office. You know, I'm not talking about like actual vacation time because I'll tell yeah. you this: I know people who work in an office, spend 40 hours a week in an office, and are still checking their email on vacation. Mm -hmm. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about like, oh, um, I'm going to be away from home for two weeks. I'm going to check in the first couple days, check in the last couple days, do a little bit of work from the patio of wherever we're staying, but then I'm going out with the family later. Mm -hmm. Um, Another thing that I really want to start doing this summer is, is like on Friday mornings, my wife will take my son to uh, story time at the local library and they do it in the spring and then they stop for a couple of weeks and they do it again in the summer. And then they do it again in the fall. Um, it, this summer, one of the things I want to do is I've really worked to clear Fridays. Like I have no meetings on Fridays. So we do do it. Yeah. You know? like Fridays is my time. Friday is my time to take the iPad and just go somewhere and start writing down ideas, start planning for the coming weeks, like go back and say, do I have everything in order? What do I need to, to do next? Is you know, is everything up to date or whatnot? Just kind of getting away from the office so I can start to think about that. Um, but one of the things I want to start doing is, is going with her to story time, taking mm-hmm. the iPad and sitting there during story time and then he'll go off and play at the playground <laughs> And again, the argument would be like, are you truly present? I am more present than I would be sitting at home while the two of them are out. Yeah. And, you know, like that doesn't mean like if, you know, after story hour, he goes on the, the over the playground, like daddy, come on, come on the swings with me. I'm going to put the iPad down and go on the swings with him for a few minutes, Yeah. Know? but I'm able to get out. And honestly, again, the flip side is, is I, I really feel like it kind of rejuvenates like the, the creativity because it 100%. breaks the pattern of sitting at a desk or standing at a desk in front of a keyboard and
0: thinking what do I need to <coughs> do next so so let's explore that a point a little bit more because I think that's maybe
1: it you okay <laughs> did you hear that I did yeah something triggered Alexa
0: did I I don't think I said anything close to that
1: it happens every now and then to
0: me like if it just seems to think you said the word. <laughs> okay. it it. triggers um, All right. So back to what I was, I was saying, let's explore that a little bit because I, I think that that's a very interesting way to think about it that I don't think we do a lot. And I don't think a lot of people think about a lot as an option or a value of the autonomy associated with remote work. And that is, you know, we've been talking about you know, well, the family went on a trip to this, or I went here for an event or what and, and I worked. But what about the flip side of that coin where should we also be thinking about, <laughs> we have freedom of movement. Should we be maybe deliberate in wanting to potentially work from somewhere else? Is it is it wrong for me to think, not necessarily a vacation, but I want to go work from Kalispell, Montana for two weeks. I want to see what that's like. And I can do that. I have the ability to do that. Right. So less about working while on vacation, but more deliberately, I want to go work from another location.
1: Yeah. Yeah. that's what I'm saying. Like it opens, it expands and opens up the possibility of doing more because like, like, you know, we've talked about it before, you know, you know some folks have unlimited p- p- vacation time, some don't, but either way, like, you only have so much vacation time that you can, you can spend because as we've talked about, unlimited vacation is not really unlimited, but that's a whole other podcast in and of itself too. Where I'm going with that is, is like, let's say you, you know, the argument of like, you know, someone has, you know, say an average of four weeks of paid time off a year and they're tethered to their office. They're believe it or not very limited because, you know, you know, they have four weeks to to travel and, and do things. Whereas if I am, opening myself up and saying, yes, there are times where vacation is truly vacation. Mm-hmm. I am not doing work, I am making sure everything is set. And I am turning on the out of office and I am not responding. Like, th- there is absolutely vacation time like I have one coming up the beginning of next month, first week in July, I am out for the week, I am, I'm at the shore with the family, and I'm not going to be working um, that week. But then there might be another time where I talk to my wife and exactly like, let's, let's go somewhere for, for a few days. And it's like, okay, like we arrange it where I'll do a couple hours of work in the morning, make sure stuff is moving. And then the afternoon we go do something as a family. That's what I'm talking about. Working from fun locations where you're not burning vacation time. If you have a limited amount to travel, it opens up the possibilities and gives you more opportunities to go
0: and see things and and if you haven't gotten into this subculture there is a whole group of people and there's some amazing youtubers that have retrofitted rvs vans to be living quarters slash office and they're they're working in you know marketing they're working in a creative fields maybe they're designers maybe they're they're consultants and they literally just travel the country travel the world in their vehicle and they work out of their vehicle and And I think part of it's kind of the shock value of being able to create these amazing YouTube videos. But I was watching the one the other day with a a lady who was a a digital designer and she had her office quote unquote (laughs) backed up against the Teton mountains and like, this is incredible. Like you're telling me you can't be creative with this as your office, as your backdrop. Um, but yep. that was it, right? It wasn't, it wasn't necessarily, she was quote on vacation. She was just exploring the world and it's like, you know what, I'm going to work from the Tetons for a month. That's going to be my office. And it's like, wow,
1: it's amazing. I mean, I have a similar goal, um, in the, in the next few years. Um, my wife and I have really started talking about getting uh, a camping trailer, um not you now not doing it right now like we don't have a place to store it right now and in, in a few years doing that um but we've talked about wanting to do road trips she has a goal of seeing every national park in the country this is something that working from the, the idea of working from unique locations opens up the possibility to do that instead of having to work with work to say i'm taking off a month which is that realistic no But, hey, I'm going to be on the road the next six weeks. Here's how I plan on making sure things get done. You can go and see those things and, again, then still have that time for actual vacation for when, yeah, during the six weeks I'm taking off these days, these days, these days. I'm going to be out of the office those days. It it, it opens it up. And we've even talked about, like, when, when our son reaches, like, fourth grade or so um i've actually mentioned this to a client um he's three right now so we we still have a few years before that um but by when he hits fourth grade homeschooling him for the year homeschooling him for fourth grade and doing nothing but road trips because and that's the that's the age like uh, fourth graders are able to get into national parks for free because that's part of like typically what kids are studying that time so you know, part of his education is going to be seeing the country. Like we're already planning for that, and I told a client that, and he's like, "That is awesome." Here, look into this, look into that. Like he's giving me resources, um, to, 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 you know, this is how you do it. This is how you make that happen. Yeah. And like, it, you know, going back to actually your earlier question, like, I've actually gotten support when I kind of mention a crazy ass goal.
0: Let's call it what it is. For most people, that would be impossible. Yeah. And and that would be amazing. I Some of my best, most memorable, most valuable educational opportunities were road trips with my grandparents. Mm-hmm. So I think that can be amazing. And as a side note, I don't know if you know or connected to Greg In, uh, who's the CEO of Brooks Bell. No. Okay. Um, you, you should reach out to him. I, I don't know if he's fully done or what, but he had, he was on this trek of visiting every national park uh, in the United States and he was kind of documenting it on Instagram. So
1: nice. Okay. So, like, yeah. So. Uh, but like th- that that's the goal in you know, six years or so to, to be able to, to do that. And I do, I have a vision of us being at a campsite and, you know, getting up in the morning and me doing my work, my son doing his schoolwork Kind of us, you know, doing stuff like that, you know, maybe cleaning up the, the camp or whatever we need to do, then heading out for the afternoon and heading out to just to, to to see various sites. Or it could be the inverse, depending upon what we want to see, going out first thing in the morning and then coming back and the two of us getting our work done.
0: Mm-hmm. Hold on a second. Yeah. Yeah. The I mean, family just arrived back home. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> um did you see complete, complete tangent? And I don't know that it's six years off, but um, did you see that that um, SpaceX uh, introduced a new product? No, I did not. Starlink RV. Okay. It's a mobile Starlink receptor receiver um, that you can mount anywhere. Um, and it's mobile. And you can also put it in dark mode so like let's say i'm not traveling next month you can pause the service and then oh re-enable interesting it okay again. so
1: so it, it could be a pay-as-you-go cool. kind of thing yeah nice On like a
0: month-by-month month basis so
1: yeah no i have to look into that i i haven't seen that but uh yeah but yeah and that's why like talking about this like i i really think the benefits of thinking of it as not just thinking of i'm either working or i'm off you know, yes, the, the lines have been blurred a bit, but with the proper discipline and mindset, it's, you, you can, it it could be a benefit. It could be, you know, to be corny, it could be a superpower. Whereas if you're, if the wrong mindset, you're right. Like you feel like you're tethered to it. You feel like you're, I either have to be at the office or, you know, and if I'm at the office, I can't
0: travel. And, and the reality is, and I'm, and I'm sure some psychologist or business guru will tell me why I'm completely wrong. But the reality is, is that I feel like accepting this is that part of who we are as humans is incredibly healthy because for so long, we've seen work as something completely separate from the rest of life. And to the point where we've created these like personas and other people that go to work, and then I'm another person when I'm at home. The, the reality is, is that the lines were always blurred. We just, we just refused to admit that. And I think it created a lot of incredibly unhealthy behaviors. I think the first step is admitting that the lines have always been blurred. There is no real distinction between work and life. And by admitting that, I think it puts us in a much better and healthier place that when we are off doing things that are not work, that we're more present and able to enjoy it. And when we are at work, we're able to do more in less time because we're more present and focused on it instead of fighting and putting all this energy into trying to separate these things that were never really separated to begin with.
1: Yeah, exactly. And I, I, I do, I think back to earlier in my career when blackberries were just starting to come out and you know um, my boss got one and of course I got the gear and Oh, that'd be fun to have. Can I get one? He's like, no, seriously, you don't want one. Because I don't want this, but I was forced to have it. He's like, this creates a tether to the office. So, and again, this was early to mid two thousands. So, um, like, you know, the, the mindset was, you have to come into, to the office with most people and definitely at this company, it was like, you come into the office and they were the ones where it's like, it doesn't matter how late you were here last night. doesn't matter if you were answering emails at 10 PM. If you're not in your seat by 10 after nine, like, you know, you got shit to deal with. Um, he was like no like this is this is a tether to the office they now expect you to be answering emails so you're right like the lines have been blurred for years and that's what i'm saying i know people that when they're on vacation like actually on vacation they still have their laptop with them they are still checking email they're still responding even though they're out of office it says they're not like have you ever seen that meme about like uh, out-of-office from U.S. employees versus European employees? No. It it goes along the lines of, like, you know, here's the out-of-office for your typical American employee. I'm going to be out of the office from Friday at 9 a.m. to Monday at 9 a.m. Um, if anything comes up, contact this person. If they're not available, call my cell. If not, do this, do that, blah, 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 blah. blah. I'll respond as soon as I can. Yeah. You know, the, the European response is, I'm not here. Uh, I'll get back to you at some point.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And they, again, I think that that goes to prove this point that those lines have always been blurred and I wish I could find the video. I'll have to look for it after, after we're done recording. But just last week I saw this video kind of speaking of the lines being blurred of this guy that's at his son's baseball practice. And he's like having a sales call or something during the practice. And it's just like so hilariously funny, but again, like, if we don't admit those lines are blurred, we're, we're doing this. We're not present. Right. But if yeah. we understand, it's like, look, work can happen in these different ways I can work and then I can be fully present at my son's event. It completely changes the the perspective. And so rather than going back to kind of my question of, yeah, but you're a Disney world, you shouldn't be working. I bet that creeps into everyone's mind anyway, but the fact that we don't admit it means that that mental part of our brain is constantly working on this problem rather than us being present at Disney world. Yeah. And if all it takes is us sitting underneath the monorail for an hour, getting a few things done. And now the rest of the day, I'm free to focus on that. Isn't that better?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. So I think we just squashed all the haters on that one.
1: Yeah. But and I think it is
0: such an important point because we 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 want to believe that this is introducing a new dynamic that was never here before, but I remember back to nineteen ninety nine, pagers and cell phones, and you know you're right. It was those were the expectation that it doesn't matter if you're at your your kid's graduation or if you're at vacation at Disney World, the expectation is is that we need to be able to get a hold of you. Those lines were always blurred. We just pretended that it never existed nope i gotta keep work work and life life and separate i'm like yeah but you never did that <laughs> you just pretended you were doing that but you were you really weren't you were had it all intertwined yeah well i mean th- think about it even with with
1: uh you know the the hustle culture we've, mm-hmm. we've talked we've talked about from time to time there are no lines with you know if anybody who subscribes to the hustle culture it's you're up at 6 a.m you get your workout in, you get your breakfast, you get to the office, you're at the office till 9 p.m. You come home, you go to bed, you get up the next morning, you repeat. Like that, that's what hustle culture sells. Mm-hmm. And and I'll be honest with you, like th- what they do is is they're sound like if you do, if you do this now, you know, when you reach, you know, you'll be able to to retire when you're you're 50 or or whatever, but you're pushing off something. And in recent years, I've been thinking more and more, and I'm going to get really metaphysical here. Like, we don't know how much time we have. Right. And, like, I, I've i told people my audacious goal, is, like, I want to be working, for, for lack of a better term, part-time within the next 10 years. Where, so I can go do these things. Um, but also, in the meantime, getting to that point, not burning myself out. Mm-hmm. Getting to it you know, working my way toward that because yeah, like I, have really thought about it. Like you don't know how much time you have. And, and cause yeah. I've, I've, I've made no bones about it. Like my grandfather, my grandfather worked for the railroad his entire life retired and was dead 18 months
0: later. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You and I have had lots of these discussions and it's fundamental to how we think about business. You know, mm-hmm. I, so many conversations I get into where people look at what we're doing, the value of the brand that we've created. And from a business perspective, I can almost predict what they're going to tell me. And it's going to be like, you guys could be making so much more money. (laughs) Right. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, I know, I know. But at what point is enough enough? And we made the decision of, and and I want to be really careful in how I talk about this because people tend to take it the long way, the wrong way. Oh, you're lazy. You don't like to do hard things. You know, you you don't you can't do challenging things. No, that's not it at all. In fact, I think we've probably accomplished more than most agencies ever dream about accomplishing. So no, we're not scared of hard work. We're not scared of doing very difficult things. But what what we were determined and set out to do was to understand that. There's no reason to um, put off enjoying this moment, and we wanted to create a very unique and special work environment where we could do hard things, we could work and solve problems, we could make money and become financially, you know, rich, but not at the cost of delaying enjoying being in the moment, and mm-hmm. and so you know everything that we've done how we've structured things hopefully has been in such a way that we've empowered everybody at the company to be able to go out and live life and and be in the moment and have the freedom of movement and just enjoy being in the moment and work and provide for your family and be driven to do more but not have it be all consuming and i and our model specifically talks to your goal is that all of our goals is to spend less time hands-on keyboard, less time in meetings. But in so doing, create even more value for the people that we're working with. And it's, it's, very, it's very attainable. You know, sure, could we expand that out and make more money? Yes, but for how long? Because it's not sustainable. We can make a lot, create a lot of opportunity, work in less time, and have more opportunity to enjoy everything that we've been able to create. It's audacious, but I think unless you're telling me that I'm completely mental and not seeing the world clearly, there are already huge leaps that we've made down the road to that point. And the environment that we've created, I think, speaks for itself that it is fundamentally different from what many, many people have. To the point where, and I've told you this, I get multiple outreaches a week Oftentimes from people in careers that are completely unaligned with what we do, saying, What can I do? How what skills can I bring to 336 so I can work at that company because I want what you guys have. Mm-hmm. And not to be not to turn this into a marketing episode for our brand, but it is so fundamental. This conversation is so fundamental to why we created what we created.
1: So one thing what I what I started to think about when you were talking there is, is there's a great show on the Magnolia network. That's, uh, you know, I have the discovery plus subscription. Um, it, it's called restoration road. So if anyone's ever watched fixer upper, the, the woodworker that they often work with in Waco, uh, Clint Harp, he owns his own business, a wood, wood, woodworking thing. They'll go to them for like furniture, pieces like that. He has his own show there called restoration road. So he partners with these two people that have their own restoration companies. And like they, like they're part historian, they're part architect and they're part craftsman. And like watching these episodes, like it's not just redoing a house. Like they're finding like a barn from the late 1800s that has just been sitting on this plot of land and, like oh, it was built by these people. Look at this design. Look how they did this, and then they'll either restore it, or they'll disassemble it and use what they're able to take and rebuild it in some other form elsewhere. And all I could think about is is the one guy he he partners with on his name's Kevin Durkin, and like he's like the one who's like part historian. This guy like he owns his own company, he runs it. Um, but he also spends part of his time traveling the country, looking for these old, unique, historical structures that are in disrepair to to rebuild and repurpose. So he's doing, you know, he's satisfying this other need to go and explore while also running a yeah. high end, high end, premium restoration company. You know, like they're the ones that like they're charging a premium price. You know, they're not taking just any old job. So they can do
0: fewer jobs yeah. well at a higher cost. I mean, that's exactly what we've set out to do. And I mean, I think it's a proven model that, that works. And in fact, I think people that crave the autonomy ultimately want that. But I, I think we're going to get a ton of pushback from people that are so accustomed to literally the rat race like I have to go check into this you know office do work for a set period of time and then leave it's just such a foreign concept that you can create something where you have freedom of movement and work and enjoy life and have adventures it sounds it sounds unattainable but to your point and to the example that you just shared it's it's absolutely attainable and people are absolutely doing it and I think that people, especially those that, that have a desire to, to have true mastery of their skills, are going to dictate that they have either on their own terms, leaving and starting their own thing, or working for companies that support it. Otherwise, you're not going to get those masters anymore. They're not going to put up with being part of the route race.
1: No. And I, I think over the last few years, people getting a taste to be able to to do that. Um And yeah, like I have seen an increase in the number of people working from like a retrofitted RV or doing the van life. I don't necessarily want to do the van life permanently, but I do want to get to a point where I, we can go out and travel and go out and I can work from, from weird locations. You know, working from, from Disneyland is a great, funny story to tell, but I mean, I've worked from the beach. Yeah. You know, I've taken day trips to the beach where we get up, we leave early in the morning, we get down there, we get to the beach, my son starts running around, I quick pull out the phone and I send, send a bunch of stuff off, spend 45 minutes there. And then I'm there for the day with my wife and son at the beach.
0: Yeah, Uh, absolutely. So as we as we look to wrap up here, I'll kind of bring it back along with that as well to our our original topic, which is funnest places to work, I, I would say, for me, it's not only myself, but it's, vicariously living through others. So, you know, I I think our team is probably tired of me asking, snap a photo, (laughs) you know, because it really is meaningful to me to see people working in these other locations. It's very rewarding that what we've been, what we've been able to create is, is useful and meaningful to people. And to be able to see those photos is great. And, you know, I think a lot about John when he first got to Thailand, some of my favorite pictures and experiences were vicariously living through him traveling to these different towns and villages in Thailand and working from co-locations or the beach and snapping a photo. It's like, this is amazing, man. I I just don't know how else to put it. This is, this is amazing.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And this was a fun conversation and, and yeah, I, I, I encourage anybody who's gotten a taste of the remote work life and have enjoyed it take the next step and and start exploring. Yeah. Um and it's it's honestly it's a reminder I have to give myself from time to time because you do you get stuck in the I have to get this done, then I have to get this done, then I have to get this done next, like, so you know. I've, you know, I haven't left my basement office in
0: in 3 weeks. Like I've, yeah. I've been here and I need to get out and do something. And just so, as a reminder to that point, there's a lot to explore in your own backyard. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you don't need to make any great adventure about it.
1: There's yeah, you don't even have to travel. It's just maybe not wanting to live near a city it might be something you know this case might not you know this particular scenario you might have someone who doesn't necessarily want to travel but they also don't want to live near a metropolitan area they want to live out in a rural area yeah this makes it possible yeah take advantage of it yeah Yep. all right Awesome. Well, this was a fun conversation. Um, I always love talking this this topic and trying to to explore it from different perspectives. Yeah, these were fun conversations. Cool. All right, right, then um, we'll go ahead and wrap up there and talk to everybody later. See you. See you.